All right. Welcome back to the Kennedy assassination. I'm Kate Kennedy. And today my guest is the very, very funny Niles Abson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Kate? I'm doing good. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit? Hello. Uh, I'm Niles Abson, one of the funniest people in the world. You're welcome for getting to listen to me today. It's a very, it's a great privilege for you um, doing this for you. So I'm glad that you get to listen to me today. Congratulations to you. Hello. I'm always glad when people get to listen to me and I like listening to you. Thank you. I do really think that the whole concept of podcasts is hilarious that we've really convinced everybody that our conversations that we have are important enough that you guys should fucking listen to them like this is a TV show. I don't understand it, but I'm going to keep it rolling. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it, but I love it. And I do it too. I used to never listen to podcasts and now I listen to them and I'm like, wait, actually this is very entertaining oftentimes. Yeah, it is. Like I like I I've actually over the last year really started listening to podcasts too. And I'm like, oh, I see why people like these. It's I don't know why, but this is fun. I don't I don't know. It's nice to have on in the background too. Like I'll turn one on, especially if I'm just home alone doing stuff, because then I can pretend there's other people there. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, so I had you on the first time. We're now re-recording because I fucked up. (laughs) Everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I feel like that's part of the buy-in. You were very nice to come back on and re-record. We started the first episode talking about your new special, which is hilarious. It's called Girls Don't Twerk to Jokes. You can listen to it on YouTube. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, Girls Don't Twerk to Jokes. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that. Uh, if you want to watch like the actual live show, you can watch it on YouTube. But yeah, it was just, I was in New York last summer. Um, I was supposed to be writing for a couple of different things that just didn't pan out. So I had a lot of time to do stand up because I wasn't writing anything. And uh, a few months into being in New York, because you can just get up so much. Like it's, it's such an accessible city for stand up comedy. I love it. Uh, a few months in, I was like, I want to do an album. And so I hit up one of my friends. And uh, he does this show monthly at his house. His name's Max. He does this show monthly at his house in, uh, in the Valley, right outside LA. And so uh, I told him, I was like, hey, in February, my birthday's coming up. Like, could I do like an album recording? And he was like, yeah. And that was back in June of 2019. And to sit here like a year later is just really crazy. And I got a whole special out in, on YouTube and everything. And people like it. So yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, I really liked it. I was killing myself laughing watching. And I do recommend people watch it on YouTube because the vibe in the room is so cool because it's at a house party, like with your friends. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. Like, because they do that show every, well, before all this bullshit, they were doing that show like once a month and like people would show up and just through some friends, I kind of met them and started doing their show a few times and kind of became like a regular doing their show. And um that was uh he told me that was i was actually with him like a month ago uh at that house just hanging out <laughs> and um he told me that was the most packed it's ever been it was about 175 to 180 people packed in, in and out of the house like you can't see it on camera but there's people outside in the backyard like looking through the window like pressed against the wall trying to hear what's going on like it was it was that many people were like everybody couldn't even fit in the house and that's such an awesome crowd, too, to get to do this big thing that so many stand-ups work towards for years and years of to do an hour special and then to get to do it in front of your friends. It was, it was great. Like, the fact that, like, a lot of my friends were there, 
was just like a big deal. But then there was just a lot, there was a lot of people I did know that were there too. And so like, that was really fun. So it, I mean, it, I say every day, like, it was the best night of my life. It was great. Yeah. It looks like it is too. Like even when you're performing, like you're clearly having so much fun with it. I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. And on your birthday and right before COVID, like just the timing of everything. Yeah. Every, the timing's weird. It literally, we literally shot that like a month before everything got shut down. So like I got, I'm, I always say like, I'm really lucky. Like I got lucky that my parents decided to have sex nine months before February instead of nine months before March. Cause I wouldn't have had a special. So have your parents seen your special yet? Oh uh, no, they haven't. They either they haven't, or they just haven't told me yet. Like, uh, they bought the album, like, just to, like, support me. But, like, my parents are very, like, they go to church and they're just nice people. Like, they, they don't need to hear the things that I say. <laughs> my mom said that the other day to me where she's like, yeah, I'd love to come see you do stand-up sometime. Like, maybe if you're headlining and it's a show you think I would think is funny. They, and that, yeah, they've seen, me, they've seen me live a couple times. My parents have seen me live three times. And it's crazy. The last time they saw me was like 2018 and I bombed. I did really, I did really bad. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was, but the crowd just was not fucking with me. Like the jokes I was telling just were not coming over. I was trying some new stuff and like, and I really think like I was trying to do like be something I wasn't because my parents were there. Like I was like, Oh, I don't want to go too crazy on this subject or say this. And so like, I just, I bombed, I did really bad. And like, that night performing in front of my parents and like kind of like holding back because I didn't want to like be too crazy in front of them. I think that's what kind of inspired me to like get crazier with my comedy because I was like, you can't perform a certain way because two people are in the audience, even if they did give birth to you. Like you have to be you at all times. So like since then, like if you if you've seen my special or listen to the album, like you know, like that's definitely not what I do in that shit. I don't hold anything back. So like them coming that show and me bombing in front of them definitely was like a reset for me two years so i think that's true i mean i feel like it's probably especially true if it's your parents but i know i do that too if i have any inkling that there's someone in the room or that i'm following or on the show that like i admire or look up to or is like a big name i will in my head i'm just fucking panicking and I've had to learn that the hard way too, where it's like, actually, when you do that and you pull back, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah, com comedy is only good when you're being you. Yeah. And like, that's what makes you funny. So if you deviate from that in any way, it's probably not going to be authentic and it's probably not going to be funny. So totally. I learned, I learned a big lesson that night. Like that was, that was so embarrassing. Like your parents are there. You did bad. Like that's. Because it's already a career where they're like, you're doing this. This is the thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't need any added on fuck ups. You know what I'm saying? Like they're already like, why are you doing this in the first place? And then you're going to be bad at it too. What the fuck? Like, so it, it, it sucked. It, that, that hurt. Like now I'm just like thinking about the next day and I was like, yo, that's, that hurt. That stung. So, but I'm glad it happened. That happened two years ago and I'm glad it happened because I have not done that since I have only gotten unhinged even more in my comedy and it's worked out for the best it definitely makes you better but i think people don't realize how long bombing will stick with you or just the feeling to me it's the feeling when you wake up the next morning oh the next morning was the worst part it's like the worst hangover because you're just like that happened last night shit you know and then you slept so you're like maybe this was a dream maybe this didn't really happen and then you, it all hits you I'm like no it did bro it did yeah, that, that stung. So 
But like I said, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, it always, it definitely makes you better. One of my favorite places to be really unhinged is the place where we first met and then actually didn't know that we'd met. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we're at Garage Mike in Koreatown. That piece of shit. So prior to COVID, if you are not familiar with it, if you're not one of the like 30 people that are familiar with this, <laughs> we used to do shows in a back alley here in Los Angeles behind the Food for Less in Koreatown. Uh, and it's a fucking blast. There's nothing like going up and doing comedy in a dirty alley. It's, ama- it's amazing because like there's no rules. There's no pressure. And uh, like the Victor, the comedian, Victor Martinez Jr., the comedian that runs the the garage is like one of my best friends. He's like one of the first people I met when I started doing stand up out here. And like I told him like after I put out my special, like most of the bits like I did on my special, like started off like here in this garage, you know, like I kind of figured the idea out here because it was kind of like one of those things where you didn't have to have all this pressure or be scared of like who was there or like you don't have to really worry about like somebody's not going to laugh at this. There's just like a free form thing where you can just figure shit out. And it was really like one of the first places I got to do a set longer than like two or three minutes, you know, cause you know, in LA, like that's hard to get, like it's, it's hard to get stage time in LA. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so yeah, that was like one of the places that I was able to get up like longer than usual and really kind of figure comedy out. Cause that's the thing, like your first year or two, if you're a stand-up comedian, you're figuring the shit out. You're not, you're, you might be funny, but like, you don't really know what you're doing yet. And it took me like two years to really find my voice. And like garage Mike was like the place where I found it in this dirty alley in the middle, in the middle of LA off Western. It's ridiculous. In a garage. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> There's just like a hobo being stabbed like a block away. Like, yeah. No, there, I, there, I, there's been multiple stabbings in that alley. Gang members showing up police showing up it's just there anything can happen in that alley so you just got to be careful if you're going to be hanging out up there it's raw it's real it's comedy uncensored unfiltered very raw yeah but it's fun it's fun to get to go and we were talking about this too is that yeah places like that are very much the gym for stand-up comics where you just go work stuff out and that's something that i i miss so much right now it's a it's a staple in the la comedy scene for sure like shout out, shout out to Victor Martinez, you know. Yeah, it's it's a lot of comedians. Like I'm telling you, within the next few years, a lot of comedians you're gonna see on TV have done a set at Garage Mike in LA. Like that's crazy. Like I really feel like it's gonna be like a landmark one day. Yeah, I could see that. It's gonna be like the Liberty Bell of comedy. Like that's I think that's what it is. It's a little cracked. It's gonna be, yeah, it's very cracked. It's gonna be in crackheads around there and shit. So it's just. It's going to be something. I don't know. We need to make a documentary about this shit. I know. They already made one about the comedy store. I sent it to my parents. Not because like there I was like, I'm not in this. But like, I just want you to know that I'm not crazy. And also I'm not getting laid. You're not getting laid. What are you doing wrong? I don't fuck comics. Dude, you can't. Here's the thing. If you fuck like a rock star, a musician, you might get a dope song about you. Right. You might end up in a song if you fuck like an actor you're probably going to get chlamydia. But if you fuck a comic, the best case scenario is that you end up in a shitty open mic joke about how you're bad at giving blowjobs that they're going to tell all of your friends. I think you just confessed that you're bad at getting (laughs) blowjobs. I am not. There is proof positive on the internet that I'm not. That joke is not true. That actually is. 
you have proof that you are not bad at blowjobs. Most women don't have that. So congratulations to you. It's like a portfolio. I can just turn it in and be like, here, like, I look good naked. It's cool. Yeah. But did you ever think about it that way? That like doing that, like you literally have a portfolio of like, dude, like you can literally watch this until you come that like, I actually can do this shit and do, do well. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like being, it's like being a high, like a high school football player turning your video in to like colleges, you know? It's just like, why wouldn't you pick me? I can do everything that you're looking for. And here's video. I understand all the positions and I work well with others. <laughs> exactly. Five-star recruit. I actually do. I like one of the scenes that I get the most people saying like, oh, that was so hot or whatever is this scene with this girl that I hated. Really? Like she was awful all day. She was such a fucking bitch on set. Oh my God. She didn't want to be there. She complained about everything she fucking her pussy tasted like goddamn sewer no like it was so gross i could not fucking stand this girl and like people will now message me about it and be like i love that scene you guys are so hot and I'm like, <laughs> that's so fucking funny like someone give me an oscar <laughs> you need an oscar for that shit yeah for the acting but like what it i don't even know if i should ask this question but what is it like if you you gotta eat somebody's pussy and they need multiple takes of that shit. All right, you ate her pussy from the from the wide angle. We need a close up angle of you eating pussy now. Like, what is that like? It's like, oh, like especially if you don't like it. <laughs> it's I yeah, it's just awful because you're trying not to like make a face. Because the camera tells all you can't hide facial expression. So like, point like you've really got to act. Like, you really have to act. Like, if you don't like it, you have to act like you do yeah. like it. You have to act like you're into this person. And, like, I, there was maybe, of everyone I worked with, I was probably attracted to maybe, like, five to six people. No way. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm picky. I'm not into everyone anyways. But, like, I, yeah, there's some scenes where I watch it and I'm like, how are you fucking getting off to this? Like, I'm so clearly not into this at all. Nobody's paying attention to this shit. And I just... It just shows you that men, like, we don't pick up on, like, physical cues a lot of times in the first place. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah, because I get, it, it's almost never the scenes that I actually enjoyed that people are like, that's hot. I'm like, uh. Really? Yeah, no, almost never. But I think that's part of the acting, too, because you have to be able to, like, disassociate enough. Because you're not just thinking, like, I always tell people this, but the sex is the last thing on your mind. Okay. You're thinking about like the camera, where the camera's at, what it's catching, how you need to like transition into this next thing, what it looks like, what you look like. Cause people don't look good when they have sex. No, but we don't see it because we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, wow, that is so crazy. So, yeah, yeah, people. So, it's porn isn't just showing up and fucking, man. This is a lot of production that goes into this. So, and I was really bad when I started. Like, I remember my first scene, they kept out, the director kept having to cut and be like, arch your fucking back. <gasps> Oh my god. Like I think at one point he had to put his hand on my back and was like it has to be like this. Because they're looking at it, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't even I don't want to know what I look like when I'm having sex. I'm probably making like weird faces. I probably look like Jim Carrey and shit on the mask. Like I don't I don't see my face. Like that's what y'all do. Like y'all are doing everyone a service. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all are really making the world a better place. Like I always had this theory, like the more nuts we have, the less murders we'll have. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, y'all are really, like, 
making the world a better place one nut at a time. So I appreciate you. Sometimes I see people like popping off on social media and I'm like, you need to be on Pornhub, not on Twitter right now. Exactly. Like you really need to get on Safari. Right. Go rub one out and then come back and tell us how you feel. Like, have you ever had, like I did this the other day. Like, have you ever had like been in a conversation with somebody? Like you're literally texting them and then you end up, you know, rubbing one out in the middle of the conversation and then you come back and you're like, I don't even want to talk about this shit anymore. Like, I'm a, I'm a totally different person now. I don't even want to have this conversation anymore. I often masturbate before I have to make important decisions for that reason. That's what you got to do. Like, I have friends all the time. They're like, Niles, like, you don't really do a lot of stupid stuff. Like, you make good decisions. Like, I jack off a lot, dude. Like, it's, it's, it keeps you out of trouble, you know? I, I do this thing that I'm really trying to make mainstream is called, uh, it's called meta baiting. It's like you masturbate, but then you meditate quickly after with post-nut clarity. Cause that's the real you. When you have post-nut clarity, that's the real you. That's who you really are. So it's just like, if you don't want to have a conversation with somebody or you don't like somebody after you nut, like that's who you really are. So you need to know who you really are. Cause then you're not going to fuck with them in real life. And you're like, how did I get to, how, how have I been married for seven years? And I don't even like this person. Because you don't know what you are, what you're like after post-nut clarity. So, yeah, I meditate every morning. I masturbate and then I meditate for like 20 minutes. And I was like, this is who I really am. So I know who I really am. I like this term because I do that too, where I'll just like come fling down the Hitachi, laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. Like, what am I doing with my life? Everybody needs to meditate. I felt like if more people meditated in the society, better decisions would be happening. We'd have a third stimulus check by now if our government officials meditate. God, I right? I think that all the time. Every time I see Mike Pence on television, I'm like, you, this is what happens if you don't jack off. Yeah, he's scared to. I don't know. These Republicans, they're like scared of their bodies and shit. It's weird. Dude, it's, I mean, especially right now going into this election season, which I almost, I like, I almost don't want to get into because I'm like, I am not following. I, I've given up. I've given up. I know that sounds shitty. I'm still going to vote. But I'm like, I physically cannot listen to this anymore. No, I, I feel like that's how everybody is going. Because like, my thing is, I just feel like we're voting for two white dudes who are over the age of 70. It's very out of touch. Like me, personally, at the age of 25, I want a president that also has had to have an OnlyFans page to make, it, to make rent. Like, that's, that's what I want. Dude or woman. Like, I don't care. Like, I want somebody that has had to have an OnlyFans page to make rent. That, You'll understand the real world if you have that. And so that's what I want as a president. That's true. I think interacting, because the thing with OnlyFans especially is not just that you're making porn or making rent. You're also interacting with these people. You're interacting with people. You're getting comments from the weirdest people on the internet. You're obviously, like, if you're doing OnlyFans, you're probably not rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, your parents aren't sending you money every month if you're doing OnlyFans. So that, that, that's the type of people I want as my president exactly some somebody said the other day they're like oh are you worried your parents are going to cut you off and i was like what are you talking about i'm doing this shit because my parents didn't cut me on like that's what i'm doing this shit for you like know? what about my life would indicate to you that like i have any level of parental support i'm all i'm all for the of gang i'm all for it i love it i love only fans but here's my thing here's my thing with society though yeah we need to normalize only fans and sex workers right but we got to normalize the niggas that pay for the shit, too, because you need both. you got to have the dudes that pay for it and you got to have the women that do it. 
So we can't keep having this society where we're making dudes feel weird and that they're lame or whatever for paying for OnlyFans. Because how are we going to have both? You can't have a bunch of people making OnlyFans and nobody paying for it. So we got to normalize the niggas that pay for the shit too. Because, you know, I got a few friends that do it. So, you know what? I was like, I'm doing well financially right now. For all the women that's listening, I'm doing well financially. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to help a couple of my friends out. I'm going to subscribe to their OnlyFans. And I don't even really watch shit. I just put my card through, whatever. But so OnlyFans, when you put your card in, it shows up like your bank thinks it's fraud because this isn't normalized yet. So they just assume if somebody is buying OnlyFans on their card that it's a fraud. So that means I got to call the bank. And so I'm on the phone with this dude, right? And he's just like, he's like, what's, you know, what's going on? What's your name? What's your account? I'd say my name's Niles. Give him my account number, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm reporting. Uh, the, y'all said there was fraud on my account, but it was me. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm seeing, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing the charges. Can you just say out loud what it is you, you paid for so we, can, so we can know who you are and what's going on? And I'm just sitting in my room like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. He's, and then, so, like, I don't say anything for, like, five seconds. He's like, excuse me, sir, what did you pay for? I was like, OnlyFans. And, like, the dude kind of laughed a little bit. And I was like, man, fuck this shit, man. Like, I was like, dude, you going to make me feel weird about it? Like, fuck you. You know what? My car got stolen. I didn't buy that shit. Like, this is not, like, it's, it's not, like, you got to normalize the dudes that pay for it, too, you know? Absolutely. And, like, because I, to me, it's very much similar to, like, because some of my friends subscribe to mine. And they'll even say it. They'll say the exact same thing. They're like, I don't really watch it. It feels weird to watch you do that. But like, I like you and I'll throw you five bucks. I want to support my friends. Yeah. It's the same as like joining someone's Patreon. Like I subscribe. Yeah. I like pay for a couple of my friends. And like, I actually have a theory that like, I totally agree. We need to fucking not make people feel bad because we're paying for labor. But my hope is that that crosses to like across the like creative classes. I think so too. You have like, you like, you have to pay for content on at some point like there has to be and i think we're going more towards like where that's being monetized whether it's like sponsorships or whatever but yeah we have we have to get to a point where of course the women and men who make content on only fans or do like sex work content like that kind of thing don't feel ashamed or don't feel weird for doing it or don't feel like second class citizens because you shouldn't like it's your body and you're making content and obviously it's not that bad if people are fucking paying for it you know what I'm saying? But then it's just also, it's like, we can't call dudes that pay for the shit simps. And like, we can't make fun of these guys for paying for the content because who else is going to pay for it? You know what I'm saying? Right. I get so mad when people, cause yeah, people will come at me that we like, who the fuck are these fucking simps that pay for you? And you just take advantage of like, no, I fucking don't. Like I talk to these people every day. I'm incredibly grateful that they choose to support me. Right. Because I don't even know this dude that works at Chase Bank. But I, I was like, all right, I don't even want to pay for this shit anymore because he's judging me right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like only, you can only imagine how people feel about, like, the people they know. You know what I'm saying? They like, like, you don't, like, it's like one of these things, like, I, like dudes that pay for OnlyFans, but they don't want anybody else to know that they're paying for it. When in actuality, it should be as simple as, like, making an Amazon transaction. Like, yeah, I pay for this shit, and this is what she does with her body, and I enjoy it, and I pay for it, and I compensate her for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It should be that simple, but society, like, makes fun of these people that pay for it. So, yeah, I we agree. Gotta, we got to get out of that. So I'm, work, I'm working on some jokes about it. I'm trying to normalize this shit. I'm, I'm trying to do my part. I like it. I like it. I'm working through that as well right now where I'm trying to, like, 
because I'm very much in a position of like, I want to still, I don't want to hide that I did porn. Like, I'm not embarrassed about it. I don't, yeah, but I don't want all the jokes to be about it. So it's hitting that very, like, that razor's edge of like, yeah, like, let's get it out in the open, address the elephant in the room, but also like, here's a joke about abortion and the Soviet Union. And you doing that makes it more normal because it's just like people that do porn are just regular people in the day. They still have to go get their groceries. They still walk their dog in the morning and like they do all these different things just like I do. It's just their job is different than mine. And so we have to continue to like do things culturally to make it like more normal. Like it's just like, I, it's just like one of those things like by the time we have grandkids, like I want it to be like, if you're over 18 or you're over 21, like this is something you can do if you want to or you can enjoy if you want to. It's not something you have to hide from people that are older than you or hide from people, you know? Yeah. And I think there's something too, especially with OnlyFans and like the rise of fan sites, like so much of the appeal of that is that it is someone that does something else and you get to see them naked. It's someone that you know from something else. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So it really is the girl next door. But yeah, no, I mean, that's like, that's so much of the appeal of those kinds of platforms. And I hope that, and I know there's a lot of back and forth. And we talked about this last time with different celebrities getting onto the platform, potentially fucking it up for everybody. <laughs> um, I didn't come here to see celebrities. Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. But I, I really do hope that like that, trend continues to normalize it where it's like everybody dude if you've taken a fucking nude it's probably on the internet somewhere probably yeah I've, I've never taken one so you've never taken a nude never never not even a dick pic i've done it i've done it once and it was on snapchat and it was because somebody asked me for it and i was literally like months ago like i've just never done it because i was like oh nobody needs to see my dick that's weird i'm not gonna do that but i was like if you ask me all right fine cool okay whatever but yeah i don't it's not something i make a practice of it's not really my thing it's probably a good uh, honestly it's unless someone asks or it's your job it's probably (laughs) (laughs) i i had a get like the guy that i had on last week is this random dentist who sent me a dick pic like he continued sending me dick pics why i I don't know and i was like so do you want to be on my podcast to talk about this he's like yes and he's a dentist yeah he's a dentist and i'm pretty sure that these were in his office yeah i don't i don't want you putting your hands in my mouth and you taking dick pics 24 7 fuck you i like i was like why would you do that and he's like because i was masturbating to you like that's not an answer that's weird and then he's like i was hoping you could help me get into the porn industry And I was like, then why would you send me a dick pic? First of all, I can't help you. But like, second of all, I was like, would you send that to like, if you were applying for a job as like a dentist? Like, why do you think that that's a good part of your resume? What the fuck? (laughs) I'm so confused. It, I, it's a very short episode because like it just didn't, but like it's, I think it's like eight and a half minutes of just fucking, I'm dying laughing. Only eight minutes? He stayed on the phone for eight minutes. Oh my god. And I like just truly, I mean, it it's mind boggling. You hear that you hear that, America? The dude doing your kids' feelings is sending his four inch dick to women at night. That's crazy. He's just in between like straightening their bra their braces, their fucking brackets. He's just whacking off in the chair. 
Uh, I don't want to go to the dentist anymore. <laughs> My dentist is a woman, so I feel like, and she's very professional, so I don't think she's up to anything. But if I see her on OnlyFans, I'm switching dentists. No, if you if you see your dentist on OnlyFans, let me know because I have a scrub fetish. It's this weird thing about me. Women in scrubs, I like. I'm in love with you immediately. Like I have this. I have a crush on all nurses. Like if you're a nurse. I have a crush on you. I don't know what it is, but like I'm from Mississippi, so like the only good jobs for women were like teacher or nurse. So like I would just see all these beautiful women in scrubs all the time as a kid, and I think it just internalized. And so when I see a woman in scrubs, I'm like I gotta go talk to her. I gotta go see what's up. Nurses are so hot, though. It's always like the hot mean girls from high school that become nurses. Yeah, like my like I had a roommate that had to get rushed to the ER last week, and I was like, I'll drive you. Like I wanted to go because I was like, I need an excuse to be at the hospital right now. I was at the hospital one time with uh, my boyfriend at the time. He had like really bad kidney stones, and so we're in the ER, and he has to get a catheter put in. And this little blonde chick walks in and scrubs. She's like, "All right, ready to do your catheter," and like. I'm just standing there like, this is the best day ever. Cause he's looped out as fuck. And she looks at me, she goes, you want to help? And I was like, yes. And then she's like, I'm kidding. You can't help. I was like, oh. Oh my God. What's her number? <laughs> I know. And he just like, as soon as she said, do you want to help? He like jumped out of his skin. He's like, huh? No. It was so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. My, whenever my friends have surgery or something, they know Paul Niles, he'll take you to the hospital. Like one of my friends just had a medical procedure done the other day the whole day at the hospital with them just looking at the nurses i just i love it it's like your strip club the emergency room it is i love it and i just make conversation ask them how their day is going what procedures they're doing i know all kinds of shit about nursing now i know all kinds of like the vitals that they do they take this test called the NCLEX. i know everything like i just because i just i just know so many I, I, I love nurses and scrubs and it's just my thing i don't know i'm weird I do think it would be fun to get to go to work basically in your pajamas. I very much live my life that way too. So the outfits, I was supposed to be in a nurse orgy one time and I think I got sick and I like couldn't do it. Oh man. Wow. wow. I'm upset. Yeah. It definitely exists though. I think there's like two or three of them now. Um. They don't have the scrubs though. They have like the slutty Halloween nurse costumes. I don't like those slutty nurse costumes. Like that's it's just unrealistic. Like wear scrubs. I'm cool off that. Oh man, that's awesome. I'm a, I'm a feminist. I don't like that. Uh, I don't know what else to. That's hilarious though. Sorry. Now I'm just like thinking about. That. <laughs> I do think porn should be more realistic that way. Yeah, do naughty nurses and scrubs. I went on a whole thing one time where I wanted to do a scene where I could wear sweatpants. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, they did actually. Um, I like got to set one time, and the director is like, "Hey, you're doing. You're going to be at a ski lodge with your boyfriend, or I think my stepbrother actually." And um, <laughs> let's be realistic. It was my stepbrother, and uh, he's like, "I was like, does that mean I get to wear?" Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, you get to wear pajamas. You can wear sweatpants." And I was like, "Yes." Fuck yes. Thank you. I was like, did you do this on purpose for me? And he's like, yes, I did. Question. Yeah. So have you ever done a scene where you just hated the storyline? Oh, all the time. Really? Like you just like, I hate the setup of this. Like I would never fuck a dude that did this. Why am I here? 
Like that, what like what's one where you just hated the storyline so much? Um all of the ones where it's like my friend's dad that I'm fucking. Th those ones are always weird because I'm like, I would never fuck any my like I've met my friend's parents. Like, no. Oh my god. Um, there's one that I did, one of the very last ones I did before like before I retired, I guess. Um, I was a I was supposed to be a cam girl and I'm like really lazy and messy. I'm like a terrible roommate. And my roommate works at like a Starbucks. So she's just like, she hates me because she's constantly like, oh, fuck her. Like she doesn't ever have to go to work. She just gets to sit here. And I had to eat these chicken wings, like super messy with ketchup and get it all over. And I was like being gross. I was like, what? Eating this chicken. <laughs> and then she like, I guess she like films it secretly. She's like, I'm going to tell all your fans how gross you are and how nasty you are unless you fuck me. What? Oh my God, that sounds like the worst porn ever. And the trailer for that is just me like sloppily eating chicken. Oh my gosh. And we had to do a bunch of takes. So by the time we'd finished the setup, I'd eaten so much chicken that I was like uncomfortable. Yeah. Now I have to go have sex with this hot girl, but like, I'm full of chicken. You had to do it after eating chicken because I'm sure y'all shot everything in one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, that's horrible. Why would they make you do that? They like, I, well, after I started doing stand up, I noticed this really funny thing because everyone in porn knew what I knew I was doing that. And so I would get to set and they'd be like, you know, this is the scenario, but just make it funny. Like, that's not how comedy works. That's not how comedy works. Like, just, hey, just make this funny. Like, what the fuck? Like, can you imagine being on any other project and you get to set and they hand you the script and they're like, could you just make this funny? Yeah. What the hell? Like, why didn't they have y'all? Why didn't they have y'all fuck before you ate the chicken wing? I don't know. I don't know. Like any any person that's normal would know. Like I'm gonna have them do this first, and then I'll have her eat the, eat the chicken. We'll do the chicken wing scene at the end of the day. I mean, we had to. We we fucked in a bathtub, so we both got very wet, and like your makeup gets ruined and everything. Okay. So that's part of the. I mean, my makeup got kind of fucked anyways because I'm like fucking have chicken grease all over my face. But that's the general. Yeah, actually, it kind of sucks because a lot of times they'll have you take sex stills, like the pictures, after you've already had the sex. So you look fucking gross. Yeah. Because you've just had sex. So you're and porno sex is sweaty and nasty. Like you really get it. And then you're like supposed to pose for these pictures. And you're like, can I like touch up my face? And they're always like, it's fine, it's fine, because it's all dudes. And then you see it and you're just like, especially for me, because they'll put like the my makeup's always darker than my skin because I'm so pale. And like anytime I've done like a pussy eating scene and then we went to take pictures afterwards, there's just like a white line. Like, this is just white and the rest of it's orange. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. It's like, I don't know. It's just wild. Like, do you think they're kind of reckless with how they put it together? Because, like, at the end of the day, like, nobody's watching a whole porn video. Like, if anything, dudes are watching, like, half because they're nutting, like, quick. You know what I'm saying? So they're probably like, they're not watching this whole thing. Whatever. Oh, totally. I've had this conversation with people so many times where they're like, because they always think the sex takes a really long time. And they're like, you must have sex for hours. It's like, no, fucking no. Yeah. It takes maybe 25 minutes. Really? 25, 25 to maybe 40 minutes, like for a, a really long, if there's a lot of positions and setup. But like the actual 
the dialogue takes anywhere from like two to three hours. No way. So that's the long part. Because nobody fucking learns their lines. Of course. I wouldn't take it seriously either. And I mean, a lot of times it's improv. I'd say it's probably like 70-30. A lot of that shit isn't even written. No, it's just improv. It's like you're this guy's stepdaughter. So make sure you say that. Is it kind of like one of the things where like the director is just kind of telling you what the story is? Like they don't really have a writer? Yeah. They, there's no writers. I already know. Like, if I wrote porn, like, I would have all kind of Easter eggs and callbacks and shit. Like, I'd have shit in the porn that you'd have to watch it, like, six times to, like, really get what's going Like, see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would put all kind of secrets in there. So, yeah. it's pro- so, so, yeah, it's just like some dude just telling y'all, like, this dude's here with a pizza. You're going to suck his dick. And this is how it's going to go. Are you? Wow. Yeah. Just on the fly. And then they'll think of something and they'll be like, oh, say this. Like, do this. It's very, like, we make it up as we go. It's a very loose concept. So it's like improv comedy. Yeah. It's, I took improv at Second City after I was already doing porn. And by, like, the third class. Oh, you were a pro then. Yeah, I was, like, by the third class, I was, like, I don't really need to be here. Like, you don't need to give me an occupation. I already have one. Because it's, like, one of those things, like, not only can I do improv, I can do improv while somebody's fucking me. I'm way above all of you noobs, you know? That's so, wow. You're, you're, you're an artist. Oh yeah. I did a scene where I was getting uh gang banged by like Catholic priests. I was like a Catholic schoolgirl, And at the end, when they come, went to come on my face, I said the our father in Latin and was like in the cup. No, you didn't. Cause I went to Catholic school and we like, they cut afterwards. And I was like, I got up and I was like, who else could have fucking done that shit? Only me. It was just me. I'm the only person that could have done this scene. That's hilarious. And there's calm all over me and I'm just fucking like I gotta watch this. That's funny. I got off of that set like I had just won like a UFC fight. Like that's the energy I had. Victory. I love it. That's crazy. (laughs) Catholic priest Catholic priest gangbang. That's funny. Who who's searching that? I wanted to be an altar server and they said no. Really? I thought that would have been funnier. And they're like, that's not okay. Wow. They didn't make they didn't make you like a nun or anything, did they? No, there were other. I mean, it was a religious themed movie, so there was like I think there's like four scenes on the DVD or whatever. So there was a couple that had nuns in them, um, and then I was a schoolgirl, and they had like the vestments on and everything, and they like came in to like resolve me of my sins. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking sacrament. Yeah, that's funny. Yep. That was the wildest shit I've ever heard. It was really, really fun. It was like one of the, I didn't get to do a lot of like high concept or like, I, I did a lot of just like middle tier porn. That's kind of, I wasn't like a huge, I I feel like it's important now that I like when I do stand up and stuff, because people are always like, oh, she's an old adult film star. I'm like, no, as an adult film participant. Uh, that is, yeah, that's like one thing that's very interesting with like, with like porn is like, the term is porn star, but if you're a low-level movie actor, nobody calls you a movie star. Like, you're just an actor. But, like, people don't really say that about porn. Because I guess to us, y'all are y'all are all stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all make us feel great in five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, a movie star, you got to make me feel good for two hours. So, like, y'all, like, I guess y'all really are porn stars at the end of the day. I guess, yeah. I mean, I wasn't ever that good at it. I, I'm not embarrassed about that. I just think it should be, it should be noted. Um, but I was definitely not gonna, you know, just, I, I hung in there. I did it. 
Yeah. Um, but thank you again so much for coming on and re-recording this. You fucking rock. Um, what what would you like to plug? Plug away. Uh, definitely watch my comedy special, Girls Don't Talk to Jokes on YouTube, or if you want to listen to it in your car, uh, listen to it on Spotify, Apple. Just don't crash and blame that shit on me because that's your fault. Um, so yeah, watch it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I got a comedy special out, a whole hour of jokes. Check that shit out. Hit my website, nilesabstin.com. Uh, I got merch on there. I'm selling hoodies, t-shirts, stickers, uh, posters, hats, everything. Uh, girls merch, everything. I got everything out there. And then uh, most importantly, follow me on Twitter, at Niles100. That's my Twitter. I'm trying to hit 10K. I'm at like 7,000 right now. So I'm trying to hit 10,000. So help me out there so I can make all my dreams come true. Yeah, when you get to 10K, that's really when all your dreams come true. In my experience, no, I'm kidding. Actually, it is true though that once you hit when once you hit 10k, you go to 20 really fast. Okay, cool. That's like it. It grows because I. It took me like, it probably took me two years to get to 10k, and I was supposed to naked pictures, so like it took a while. Yeah. Uh, but once you get to 10, you go to 20 really fast, and then 20 goes to 40 really fast, and now I've been stuck at 59,000 for. And I keep losing. I don't know if they're cleaning out bots or something or if I'm just pissing people off. Yeah. But, like, I've lost, like, probably close to... I mean, I was at 60,000, so I've lost close to 1,000 followers in the last month. And I'm, like, going through my tweets, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm pissing anyone off here. What did I say? (laughs) Like, maybe they're not following anymore because it's not nudes. If you want the nudes, you can see them on my OnlyFans. Well, this has been another episode of the Kennedy Assassination. My name is Kate Kennedy. You can find me anywhere online at the OG Kennedy. If you would like to support me, uh, this podcast does not have a Patreon or sponsors, but you can join the OGKennedy.com for just $5 a month and see me naked. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Why am I saying we'll see you next time? This is not a video podcast. Whatever. Thanks for listening.